Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Trashman Kids Podcast. We're your hosts, Damien Rivera and Jackie, aka the real life basis for DreamWorks Animation's Boss Baby. boss baby but before you do you have to join us every week as we pour over the media that has warped our minds and molded us into the upstanding mutant citizens we are today we'll pick apart old favorites current obsessions and all the glorious trash in between Woo! we are back it's been a while but today's episode we will be discussing conventions and how they aren't back and will they come back and what will that look like so. Yep. Conventions. Conventions. As everything in, canceled for 2021 so far. Yeah. I mean, the new year is upon us, but the pandemic is still going strong. Um, vaccines are slowly making their way to people's arms. Uh, it's been a struggle, at least here in New York. Yeah. Um, I know that your grandma has an appointment, but that's all the way in March, and who knows yeah, what the rest of the, us will be dealing with. She's got to go to the Javits Center. Javits? What, you know what else happens in the Javits Center? What else, Jackie? Please tell me. Oh, it all comes around. Circle, Thank God. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, there are conventions that happen throughout the year, obviously. Um, big or small. A lot of them come to New York because, you know, we're in the, you know, the tri-state area. So, lots of people will travel from surrounding states to come here to the city yeah. to enjoy. I've been going to conventions, whew, I want to say almost like 10 years now. I started to go when I was like 18, mm-hmm. 17, 18. Yeah. Um, that was just only do New York Comic Con at the Javits Center every year. And then once I got a little older, I started to go to other conventions that were smaller. Like um, I've been to Flame Con. I've been to uh, the toy show, which with you was with you. What's it called? Big Apple Con? No. Um, the, the Five Points show. Fest. Oh, yeah, that one is. And, oh, yes, and Big Apple Con. So we have a bit of experience with lots of different types of shows. And I really miss conventions. Last year was hard um, because it's something that I do look forward to every year. October is a big month for me, not just because it's my birthday and also because October, so it's spooky season, but because it's also when the convention comes to New York and I literally will plan my life around that weekend. I will take off from work months in advance once I've gotten the tickets and getting tickets to New York Comic Con has become especially challenging and crazy, which I guess we can talk about. It's become comparable to getting the vaccine. Ah, yes. You gotta Again. wait online for five hours. You might not get I it. I mean, not so much anymore, but People we can cry. talk about that. Curse, yeah. Conventions were a big thing. I'm really kind of like sad that they've had to been canceled. But then, like, looking at where we are right now with the pandemic, I can't really imagine what conventions would look like once things do get quote unquote better. Mm-hmm. So, I guess we can dive into that a bit more today. How long have you been? going to conventions and stuff damien is like two years older than me so he might he might one up me on I mean, this one not like like 17 years or so but it's not i haven't gone to comic-con every year it's just over the course of 17 years i've gone to different conventions the first convention i ever went to i was 14 years old the first one i ever went to i went to i don't even i don't think it's around anymore but it's it was the new york toy and comic convention I think they might still have a version of they it. Still have it. Yeah. It's not an industry. It's not like an industry convention. It's it's open to the public. 
my mom took me to that one. You know, that was cool because at the time I was into like urban vinyl toys. Mm. Uh, so it was a lot of that stuff, a lot of old kind of like vintage, well, at the time vintage toys. So that was stuff from like the 70s and 80s and oh, stuff that's like cool. that. Yeah. And like comics, but it wasn't really like what you would think of a comic convention today. It was more of like an old school type of convention where it was essentially like... Uh, dudes with boxes. Dudes with boxes, <laughs> yeah. And like you had some artists, like that was the first time I ever heard of the of uh, that artist Sucklord. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he does. Yeah. Yeah, like the toy casting. Like he had a table there. It was funny, like remembering him super young because I ended up meeting him years later when I was an artist assistant. But I remember my sister came with us and uh, he had a book that was almost a comic book, but done in toy form. Like it was done with models. Oh, and it was called cool. the Empire Smokes Crack. <laughs> and my sister, who if I was fourteen, she was probably like eleven, 11 at the time. Yeah, she was like, "Oh, what's this?" And just like started looking through the book, and he had to like take it away from her. He was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, this is adults only." So mm. it was something something below the surface of the, all comic conventions, like in the past, that it was kind of like weird and kind of seedy and gross. And like, I mean, conventions. I mean, Comic Con started in a basement right it's like the history they were very small comic conventions used to just be like held in like church basements and stuff like that and that was like a convention back so it's like wild to think that you know places like the javits center like house these massive conventions you know san diego comic-con and literally like takes over the city for that weekend for four days and like javits center can't even contain everything that yeah they want to do in there so it's pretty wild to see how like it's yeah grown. they're like these giant social events now which is crazy from how they uh, originally started the, the guy outside in the car agrees he likes he hunks, he's horny for comic-con horny. <laughs> yeah so your what was your first your first convention was comic-con new york yeah Comic-Con. it was the first it was a weird experience i went with a family friend who used to um collect comic sell comics like mm-hmm. on his own like an independent kind of thing so big nerd um, and he just offered to take me one year and I was like, sure, I'll go. Cause I was very into anime and all that kind of stuff. Like he knew that I was like a nerd too. Yeah. So I went and it was such an odd experience cause, um, I was waiting to meet them. Like I took the train there by myself, but before walking over the Javits, which is not very close to, was not close to the train at the time. Oh, uh, we said we'd meet there and then like walk over together. So I got like, even on the train, like nerds started to trickle in with their outfits yeah. and cosplay. And I was like, Oh dear, like this is going to be quite, quite a thing, isn't it? And I'm just standing there waiting, watching like crowds of people just sort of like ascend on the Javits Center. And I wasn't dressed up. I think, no, I wasn't even dressed up. And somebody who was like in a full like Aquaman outfit nice. came up to me and was like, oh, do you know which way to the Javits Center? And I was like, um, you don't see all these other fools <laughs> dressed up like you walking that way. Like, why do you come to the one yeah. normal person? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's wild. Back then... Comic-Con was a lot more chaotic, but it was also really fun. And we got, like, a bunch of free shit. I would just, like, be drowning in, like, yeah. free stuff. There's not a lot of and free was, things anymore. No, not anymore. Um, Like, we, you used to get handed, like, a bag. When you go in. Like, I remember, yeah. like, I as a, as a, like, 18-year-old person who had never been in a room with so many nerdy people at one time. Yeah. Like, going into this huge space, like, they, whatever they, I don't even think they scanned tickets back then. It was just, like, show your ticket, like, really ghetto. Like, being immediately handled, like, a bundle full of, like, free shit. Like, posters. yeah. 
like you know samples they even i think one year i had like a dvd a comic like all these things and i was just like i already felt like it was christmas for me yeah like, I was just like, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. Like, uh, the high was there. Gives you, yeah, it's definitely, you know what, when, when they did that, too, that definitely got you in the mood to buy stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was like a drug dealer saying, like, you know, the first hit's free. And then, like, yeah. <laughs> and they just let you loose inside, and you're just like, oh, let's do this. Yeah, that is a good way to describe it. Um, And then, like, you know, for the subsequent years, like, they still kind of gave you little trinkets here and there or like you'd walk around and people would just be handing you shit and like not like dinky shit it was good stuff like yeah. t-shirts i've gone to comic comic book conventions by myself i've walked around comic con completely on my own and i would just like stand on lines mm-hmm. like oh you want to uh get this free book you want to meet this author yeah sure i don't give a fuck why because it's free and yeah. if it's free it's for me right. So I used to do that. I had to devote a whole day. I think it was Thursdays because I was always like the least crowded day. Mm-hmm. I would devote that day to just walk around by myself and I would just stand on lines. Yeah. Whatever free shit you will give me, I will take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's so sparse. Like you really have to hunt people down and like. Yeah. It's it's just so. You have to different. like yeah. You have to be kind of a crackhead and like really search for free things. And even then, the stuff that they give away, it's not. It's not really, great. It's like a bookmark. And, and I guess I shouldn't like be whining. Like give me free stuff, but I mean, honestly, you're spending a lot of money and time and effort to go to these conventions. For example, um, before they sort of fixed the system within a, the past couple of years, I used to have to devote a day just to get my ticket. Yeah. People on the queue for hours. And yeah, stuff, yeah, like you would have. To, I would have to go to. I think was Midtown Comics, and I would stand in the line with all these other fucking nerds and just wait to get online. And like yeah. as you're waiting in line, hope that they don't sell out. And as you're waiting in line, hope that they still have the kind of fucking ticket you want. And then after that, it moved to like purely internet, which was also fuckery because then you would wait on the queue, yeah. trapped there forever, like calling your five friends and be like, whoever gets in first, you get all the tickets. Yeah, you know. Um, and I remember a time where I could just stroll into a comic book store a month before Comic-Con and just buy my ticket and be in and out in five minutes. Yeah. And it's imploded into this crazy thing. So I'm devoting so much time, so much effort into going to this event. And it's like, you can't even fucking give me a free poster or like uh, yeah. a comic book. I mean, they do do that, but it's just, it's not at the level that it used to be. I, yeah, I think that since they changed everything to be online, like I, I get that that's kind of where everything was going mm-hmm. for a long time. And now it's obviously like everything is just expected to be online. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day when you used to have to go to, look, my comic book shop that I go to in Jericho Turnpike, like same thing. Like as soon as it was like end of November, they would have signs of get your Comic-Con tickets. Or like you said, you go to be- um, you go to Midtown Comics and, you know, they advertise that. I think that it not being available in the, the, the tickets not being available in comic shops, I think it loses a little bit of something because it's almost like back in the day you hear people talking about like the physicality of like records as opposed to like MP3s. Like it's something that you could, it's something that was part of the culture that was like so physical and it's like you had to go to this place and like you had to talk to somebody. Yeah. Like, it was such a part of, like, you know, you could get Comic-Con tickets through your comic book shop. It was very... I think what you're getting at, like, for me, the breaking of, like, Comic-Con, like, the breaking of, like, partnership and ties with the comic book stores hmm. is just, like, indicative of the fact that it's so much... It's gone gotten so far beyond, like, true, like, love of comic books and support of, like, local comic book shop. It's all about, yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, that's... Comic book shops are, like, closing left and right now. We, yeah, so it's, shops. like, they... 
like a convention that's literally called Comic Con that was born of the joy of comic books and collecting. Yeah. Like won't even support local and or bigger comic book shops like Midtown Comics and stuff like that because, you know, there's this claim where it's like we can't handle the capacity like that people want to like buy tickets yeah. from these shops. But it's like, no, they were doing it for years. And it yeah, and at the risk of sounding like one of those people, I guarantee you the like the types of people that are now clamoring to get tickets that are going to Comic Con now, mm-hmm. like if you told them in the past like you'd have to go to a comic book shop to get your tickets, they would never go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like comic book shops are they have that air of like they're a little bit scuzzy and they're sort of dark and they're a little bit off putting. Yeah. And I think that that's sort of not the appeal of it, but that's sort of the beautiful thing of that culture where it's like it means so much to people that you know you're gonna find like this gem that you're gonna find stories that you relate to that you sort of identify with and it's all in this weird little like dingy comic book shop you know um and And i feel bad like constantly like name dropping midtown comics because that's the big one they get such a big platform at at comic-con like they have like a big area um i don't even go to midtown comics Barely ever, rarely. I usually years. go to Forbidden Planet. It's a lot smaller. It's not as um, yeah. intimidating for me. <laughs> but there are so many smaller comic book shops that are gone now. Oh, yeah. Local, yeah. And it's kind of sad. But that's another episode. Well, I, I, I've told you this story, but I, I mean, the comic book shop that was close to my house that I used to go to, dude was like super... Uh, I don't even know how to... He was like Watto from Star Wars. Like, he was just super surly, always in a bad mood. Like, one time I went in there, I was like, oh, by any chance, would you be hiring? And he just looks at me and he goes, I don't hire kids! (laughs) Oh, dear. I was like, all right, well, cool. I'll have uh, Incredible Hulk then, please. Thank you. But he, talking about comic book shops, like, not being around, this dude several times ran for senate or something like a congressman position in new york city and he had ads (laughs) out on facebook he turned his comic book shop into like his headquarters for his campaign and he blew blew all the money from his that from his business on this like campaign for for whatever this position was and he went out of business in a year and it was pretty hilarious because like i said he was he was a fucking shyster to begin with so he's a story of a comic book shop going out of business but that was his own fault (laughs) but back to conventions um yeah like obviously like tickets have become a bit more difficult to get and now they even ticket like events well before again there was like this first come first serve aspect to it where it's like you get there and like you immediately go line up for your preferred like screening you know signing um uh panel right panel Mm -hmm. yeah like panel discussion um you would have to like physically like go to the place get your like badge or your wristband or just wait online until like the beginning of it and apparently like now everything is like not everything, but like anything that's big, like a big event, like you have to sign up for it in advance, pay for it in advance, or you have to like win to mm-hmm. go. Like remember, like I think it was what the last time we went, like twenty nineteen. I was like, oh, I really want to go to the Steven Universe event. I hope we get it. Yeah, and we that didn't was, get it. Well, that was, was off site though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, off site, but else. it was like a screening. It was either a screening of the film or it was just like the whole cast and crew was going to be there to discuss it yeah and i'm a baby and i love steven universe and i wanted to go but the only way you could fucking go is by like winning this raffle that like millions of other people are doing so it's like yeah. obviously we didn't get it and i was sad anywho so everything has really changed yeah. and i don't know some we like in the past couple of years i will say that some of the magic for comic-con has sort of left me 
Whereas before, I could go for like two, three days, four days even, mm-hmm. not get bored, just be so hyped, like energetic. Like after, like after two days, I'm like, I've seen everything I could possibly see. I don't want to stand on lines forever. I don't feel like this like Disney World feeling anymore. Yeah. You know, like obviously there's things that have changed. Like now I get to go with you and I sort of like get to be excited for the things that you're excited for and get introduced to new things that I might not have stopped for you know, at Javits Center. Mm-hmm. So that brings, like, a whole, like, new spiciness to it. I mean, you've also been going consistently for a few years. So I could imagine getting burned out. Yeah, it, it does. It does burn me out. I still go. Like, I could I could not imagine not going. And then last year happened, and everything was canceled, and I didn't go. And I was sad, but I wasn't, like, heartbroken. I wasn't, like, on the floor, like, why can't I go to Comic-Con and dress up like Pikachu? Yeah. Which I have done, by the way. <laughs> Pikachu, yeah. We should put some pictures up. We can. Yeah, I, I cosplay, which does make it exciting. I'm not a professional by any means, but I have, like, made a couple of, like, quick fix costumes for the past few years. I can't even remember what my first costume was, to be honest. I think my first convention ever, which was what I was discussing earlier in the episode, I was wearing red and blue and I just happened to have like Hello Kitty ears and I put mm-hmm. them on like once I got to the convention. That was such like a... So your first cosplay was like a it ne- was so like girl. It wasn't even anything. It was just like, oh, Hello Kitty, come wear her colors. <clears throat> I didn't even paint my face or nothing. Right. So it was so bootleg. I think maybe like my third year, I was like, oh, I should try this. And that was kind of scary because like I was a big girl and you don't see a lot of big people cosplaying. Mm. Um, because one, it's harder for us. We can't just like go to a Halloween store and buy certain things. We have to make it by hand. Yeah. And that's part of the cosplay culture for the most part is making things, but it's just so much harder when you're like a bigger per- person. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, you get made fun of like, yeah, I mean, that's hard, but I think now that you can get away with that. No. Yeah. Now it's, I think it's much more inclusive and oh, really computer. Like we need BBW Harley Quinns out there. You know I, mean? I don't think anybody needs any more Harley Quinn anything. We need, I'm so tired of Harley Quinn. I'm going to die me, on this hill and say we need BBW Harley Quinn. You just want me to dress up That's the Quinn. end. That's the end of my conversation. That's the end of, of my point. No, I think that Harley Quinns just need mm-hmm. to stop. Like, I remember the year. It was either the year before or the year that Suicide Squad, like the most recent Suicide Squad mm-hmm. movie came out. Jacob Javits was basically like not New York Comic Con anymore. It was like the Harley Quinn Harley convention. Quinn Me and Bernadette were there and we made up a game and it was called like Harley Quinn Hammer. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like punch buggy rules. So you see yeah. a Harley Quinn, you like punch the person, which, you know, our arms were so, yeah. so black and blue the next day. And they were like, we were making up special rules. Like, it's like, oh, if it's a guy dressed up as Harley Quinn, it's like a double punch. <laughs> because they were just every fucking where. That was and definitely, yeah. It hasn't really slowed down too much. She's just become this, like, icon. That was definitely, like, the, the bad bitch uniform for a few years, <sighs> you know? I, I, I don't think I'd ever do a Harley Quinn costume. So I'm sorry, what, you're not going to get it from me. So then what what existing comic book characters have to be BBW-wise then? I mean, like if we had to really say have to, why does yeah. it have to? Doesn't like because why not? Doesn't that just become like fetishizing it? Yeah, so like what? <laughs> I mean, what do we? We're adults here. What I mean, we... any character you can anybody. I guess Who'd be the best? Anybody can play any character they want. 
If you are um, a black person and you want to play Goku from Dragon Ball mm-hmm. Z or Naruto, mm-hmm. you do it. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. If you're a, big if you're a girl, white person that wants to be Blade, put on that black face. Go on out there. No. Get your swords. No. <laughs> That's not okay. <laughs> but, and like, if you're a big person... Obviously, like, you have no choice but to to cosplay a smaller person. Do you know how many larger people exist within comic books that aren't, like, drawn as, like, gross or whatever? Like, it's not a joke. Like, what, we have, like, Faith, who is a plus-size But that's the whole point of her. Like, that's her thing. But even though, even that is, like, drawing attention to it. Because that's, like, oh, she's a superhero, but she's fat. Like, even that, it just doesn't exist as its own thing. You know what I mean? It just, I don't think that, I don't think that a plus size character can exist as its own thing because society just doesn't like plus size people. I don't know. I mean, Faith is a bad bitch. She, no, I love the comic book series, but what I'm saying is that like in the same way where it's like there's never going to, at least right now, the industry doesn't like have as many black superheroes or even Asian superheroes like you know, that aren't. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the same way that even that's difficult to find, like that kind of inclusion and diversity. Yeah. Being fat in our society is not liked whether you're white, you're black, you're Asian. So to have it like exist on its own without people like immediately drawn, like their attention immediately drawn to it, like won't exist. Like that's always going to be a facet of their personality and people are going to pick it apart and be like, and saying exactly what you're saying. Like, oh, they're just fat, but it's just to call attention to it. Like, she's not going to be able to exist. I mean, I think that was supposed to be the... I mean, I've read that comic book, and I think it's a good comic, but I think that that was intentional. You know, like, when I went to the shop and I was... I asked the guy, do you have any, you know, any other comics? What is it? It's not... Is it Image or IDW? I don't know. I don't know who published it. I think it might be IDW. Maybe IDW. And I was like... Hello. Editing Jackie here. It's been a while and looks like the trash bin kids got it wrong again, but that's okay because I've missed swooping in and saving the day, much like the superhero Faith, who uses her telekinetic abilities to fly circles around giant robots, aliens, and monsters plaguing her city. The Faith series was actually released by Valiant Entertainment, not IDW. Faith, however, has been around since 1992 after first appearing in the Harbinger comic book series. She's had a few miniseries in the past, but this history-making debut is led by writer Jody Hauser and artist Pere Perez and Marguerite Savage. The more you know, right? <laughs> I was reading something else, you know, and I asked him, do you have anything else by IDW? I really like what they're putting out right now, like, whatever. He showed me a bunch of stuff, and he's like, oh, there's this one, Faith. And the first thing he said to me was, you know, uh, it's really good story. They make her plus size so that she's not really considered a sex object, you know. And so that's sort of like the twist of like on the superhero genre. And to me, it was like, well, that seems weird. That that's like a selling point. Like you should just make the person whatever they're going to be. And then the more you call it, I don't know. It's But again, it's like what you said. It's like because there is no representation of other types of bodies or people like that becomes almost like the gimmick or the selling point of whatever the comic book is yeah but i want a superhero in a wheelchair people can do whatever they want i mean professor x is in a wheelchair yeah but he's not in the field you know he okay. doesn't um he touches his temple and talks we don't to talk people. about x-men in this podcast i know i brought him up but that was just to make a point we don't we don't discuss x-men okay all right all right i mean daredevil <laughs> daredevil's blind yes you know when it but first... he's also like hot 
Like, they make him always, like, hot. He can't, he couldn't have been, like, a blind, like, gross person. Because then it would just be like, oh, God, why? Like a blind Russell Crowe, like, now. Um, (laughs) You know, like, when Daredevil first came out, uh, Marvel Comics, they were nervous that people would think that they're making fun of blind people. But then when, when the first issue hit, they actually received many letters from, like, uh, I was going to say blind associations, but, like, people that, uh, what is that? advocates like blind advocacy groups Mm -hmm. saying like you know we feel seen now like you know this is so different what sorry they feel Uh, seen they feel seen but how did they read the comic book i'm sorry maybe they have somebody reading it to them oh god maybe it exists in braille they just run their fingers along the comics. They could read the comics. They could feel Matt Murdock's bulge in his suit. Okay. They're just like, all right. You know, back to conventions. What we what, meant think, by all of that was I, I anybody think, can plus size. I think that sorry, anybody can cosplay any character, no matter what their size. It's yes. Everybody else who needs to but stop I, the shit. But I think honestly, though, that a larger woman can get away with cosplaying a character like a. a a more traditionally sized character than a fat guy because i think that when you see a woman it's always going to be like oh she's like uh, 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 she's a yes queen like slave princess but then if it's <laughs> if it's a fat guy like if i were to show up dressed like fucking spider-man mm-hmm. like a fucking skin tight spandex suit people would like laugh at me people would be like who's this fucking nerd who is this like i'd be a meme you know what i mean like if i showed up in like a spock outfit with those tight ass my fucking nipples poking out through the shirt or whatever like i'd be on the internet and people would make fun of me so i think it's women have an easier time of cosplaying well that's also because women are objectified like it's just like it's a yes thing but it's also like yes big girl your outfit might barely fit you show them titty show that at like i think it still like goes down to like women are being sexualized no matter what maybe i mean i was sexualized at a comic book convention and i was dressed up as tina fucking belcher yeah but your outfit was like hot though yes i saw the picture like you think i was hot but i was also at my largest in that picture what does that mean that doesn't matter that doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean anything to you what i'm saying is that even as a plus-size person i was wearing a t-shirt a skirt that wasn't that short and long socks with fucking like dorky ass glasses on. Yeah, with your little bob. And, and you, look like someone little, you look like a little Chinese doll. Was yes, uh, inappropriate to me. I know. And it's just I'm like not, I'm not demeaning your experience. Okay, I know that, but I'm saying like at the end of the day, as a woman, you could be wearing the most unsexual thing, and someone will like sexualize it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I agree with you that as a plus size man cosplaying as spider-man or like anything like that might be a little like upsetting to some people or they might become a meme and i and i empathize with you i'm sorry i mean i've never done that i'm not saying that you but i'm whoever (laughs) the royal you whatever person out there Mm -hmm. who is just a little chunky boy and would love to dress up as superman one day and he's like no i can't because people will make fun of me Mm -hmm. i'm sorry that people are assholes a very nice message <laughs> but also like you shouldn't be too afraid to do it i mean i have anxiety every time i cosplay mm-hmm. every time well you, yeah 
I have anxiety because it's like, oh, I'm too fat for this. Does this look right on me? Is this inappropriate? There's characters that I love that I probably will never cosplay as because I just feel like I can't do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do it what, anyway. Like, what do you mean by that? You can't do it. Well, because it's like it's the, their outfit might be too um, scandalous. Okay, yeah. And I'm not that type of person anyway, but I do enjoy the character. So, like, yeah, I could make up my own version of the character, which I've done before, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, I mean, not that I particularly like her, but it's like, I'm not going to fucking walk, walk around like Wonder Woman at a convention. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't feel like I'm the body type for it. I don't feel like, I don't even want to see myself, like, dressed up like that. Like, I have a problem with, like, bathing suits. Like, I'm not going to fucking walk around a fucking crowded ass convention where anybody could say anything to you is like fucking youtube comments where it's like people be rude to you also we have to remember that like we go to conventions in the city and i don't drive to a convention i have to get there yeah people and so it's like i have to either get dressed at the convention which is like no that's absolute chaos no (coughs) or like walk around with my outfit and be subjected to people like on the train, walking in the streets. Yeah, people. No. Yeah, people like go to Comic Con dressed up for hard because it's like you have to take the train from your house. It's true. I've dressed gone... like uh, fucking uh, uh, Neo or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I've gone. I've gone to conventions, and the only time I ever do face paint or any, which is not very often, because I have really sensitive skin, it just doesn't work out. But the year that I was bombshell Batwoman, I had to draw on a black mask. Yeah. And the only reason why I was comfortable enough to do that was because that year my dad was accompanying me, like that particular day. Mm-hmm. If it was any other day, I probably would not have done it because I would probably maybe have bought a mask and put it on. Right. A little domino Be- mask. Maybe. Because like I have to fucking walk around like that, like in the city when it's not Halloween, yeah. like early in the morning on the trains. I live in the Bronx. Like, no, that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I've Miss, done yeah. I've done a couple of like I can't remember all of them, but I've done like Miss America Chavez. I've done a version of Amethyst from Steven Universe, Bombshell Batwoman, of course. Um, Honey Badger. Honey Badger. <laughs> Honey Badger. I did Detective Pikachu. Those are just like the most recent ones. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about people like saying things to you? That that last one that we went, the last Comic Con that we went to. Somebody I remember, threw something at me. Yeah, that's what... But you weren't there. That's what I was going to say, is, like, people go to Comic-Con and lose their fucking minds, become fucking animals. hmm Okay, so this is, the, like, the whole point of this podcast, we got derailed a lot, is, yeah. like, will comic conventions ever be the same after coronavirus? What's going to... Yes. You know why? Because the people that go to comic conventions are fucking filthy animals. <laughs> They're fucking pigs from hell. Like... Oh, including us, including us. So, like, this behavior... It's like, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. The the time that we went and you were dressed as Detective Pikachu, and I got there after you did, mm-hmm. and you were like, somebody just threw a Pokeball at me, like, really fucking hard. Yeah. And they thought it was hilarious, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just thinking about it. <laughs> if I was, like, if I was there when that happened, mm-hmm. I would have gone to jail for assaulting Ash Ketchum. <laughs> Oh, that means a lot that you would defend my honor. Like, if he did it, or the person did it, uh-huh. and, like, you were like, I'm a Pikachu, I'd be like, whatever. But if I saw that, you, like, you looked uncomfortable, yeah, I would have fucking lost it. Yeah, and you know what made it uncomfortable is because, like, 
I think I would have been fine if somebody, if they would have already, like, if they would have walked up to me and they would have been like, oh my god, I love your outfit, blah, blah, blah. And, like, we would have, like, talked just a little bit, like, had words. Mm -hmm. And then we were just being playful. But it was just like, Pikachu! And then, like, I just see this Pokeball, like, being hurled at me. Yeah. And it, like, hit me. And it wasn't like she softly threw it at me. I was a, it was a girl. I think it? it was a girl. No, it might have been a guy. I would have hit a girl. I think it was a, it was a boy. It wasn't even like a soft, like plushy one. It was mm-hmm. like a hard Pokeball. And it's just like, you just, you're just going to do this all day to people? Like, just run around and like fucking smack them in the face yeah. with Pokeballs? Like, come on. Like, yeah. that's not right. People lose all sense of like social cues. Yeah. It's like as soon as you walk through the doors, like mm-hmm. everybody just gets an autism injection and just like <laughs> forgets how to fucking act. See, that's different. If it was a guy, I probably would have gotten into their face and like screamed. No, I think it was a guy. If but it was he a had girl, long hair, like his, his hair. Yeah. I specifically remember that like his hair was pulled back. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, wearing the Ash Ketchum hat, but his hair was in a ponytail. Right. If it was a... It, so, if it was a guy, right, that's option A. If it was a girl, I would have been like, oh, yeah, good uh, good one. I would have, like, gotten three feet away from them and thrown the ball at their face, like, full fucking force. Oh, God. They're like, oh, you didn't catch it. Oh, no, your nose is, is broken. Oh, you should... Funny. I caught you. Oh, like... Yeah. I mean... It, that's just a it, joke. I never hit a woman. People do, like, genuinely get excited at these places and... They do forget that other people are just people. Are human beings. Yeah. Like, I've been lucky enough for the most part that people have always, and it doesn't happen often, but when people do want to take a photo of me, they ask me. Yeah, that was they the don't, big thing. They don't just, like, I'm, like, bending over, like, picking trash up off the floor or, like, fucking forking, like, food into my mouth from a food truck after yeah. waiting for an hour. And they're just like, ha I'm taking Pikachu, click. Like, no, they always have, to my knowledge, respectfully asked me yeah. to take a photo. But then there are people who ask you to take a photo and then, like, will get close to you. And, like, I'm expecting them to get close because they want to take a photo with me. And then they'll say something inappropriate or whatever. And that's, like, disheartening. It's just, like, I'm a human being. Like, yeah, I'm dressed up, but, like, what do they like to say? Cosplay is not consent. And they have signs up everywhere. That's insane to me that they had to fucking add that. Because before the rules were, like, oh, ask before you take a picture. And, like, I think that was, like, the big one. It was just, like, oh, don't just take pictures. But then now it's like they have to tell you shower before you come to Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah. No, no, legit. No, fucking shower. Yeah. No, this is a PSA. Fucking shower, and then after you shower, put on deodorant. <laughs> Word. And it's especially like, okay, you're in the Javits Center. It's essentially a fucking greenhouse, so it it's like 107 degrees. Yep. And you want to fucking come in raw, smelling like fucking onions. I Fuck have, out of my face. So, I've so, been horrified sometimes. Like, I'll just turn horrendous. a corner, and it'll just slap me in the face. Like, just pure body odor. It's because people are fucking, fucking disgusting. Gross. How do you walk? Okay, that's not, it's like, the, the hygiene, the fucking fashion is amazing. In any in any other situation, right? Like, how do you how are you like? All right, I have to go take the train into Manhattan. I'm gonna go into the Javits Center where there's thousands of people walking around. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna might have to go to the bathroom of the Javits Center. Never. Which is you know it's I never fucking, I've one time right walking hepatitis whatever. But you know what? I'm just gonna wear uh, flip flops the whole day. Like who the fuck does that? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like, true. Just, ugh. Yeah. so it was that shower. These are rules that they had to fucking post. Yeah, there's, like, signs everywhere, like, little standees, like, escalators, like, So it's it's shower before you get there. No weapons. Take a picture. No weapons. And the other one is, like, oh, don't touch people. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And because it is a problem. And, like, while I love conventions, there's always going to be somebody there that wants to, like, ruin it for you or wants to be a gross 
You know who I think I ruined the day for? Uh, remember when we got there that morning and there were those uh, WWF guys? And they were like eating their breakfast and I asked to take a picture with them. But you were so excited though. I was actually. But you asked. Like one you didn't them... just like take a picture of them But they asking. were like in the middle of like facing. Yes, but they could have easily said no. They didn't. They were down. Well, there was. And they, you know, flexed and they did the stuff and it was cute. There was four guys. One was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. I think Mankind. Th- one was Mankind. And then I think there was two Ultimate Warriors or something like that. <laughs> they they clearly didn't like talk to each other before no. they got there. Imagine that dude. <laughs> yeah, the, the other Ultimate Warrior was super pissed when the other uh, the other one showed up. But Stone Cold Steve Austin was like, "Hey guys, can I take a picture? Mm-hmm. Like whatever." Stone Cold Steve Austin was like, "Yeah, man, let's do it." Yeah, like he was super into it. Yeah. And then everybody else was like, "Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah." Okay. Also, like you can't. You were within your right as a as a comic-con cosplayer to say no i'm i don't really want to take a photo right now i'm eating or whatever i'm in a rush that's okay but you also have to expect that people are going to want to take your photo like you don't cosplay to not get attention like as a person who i hate like people giving me too much attention Mm -hmm. i don't want it but there's a part of me that obviously wants people to be like oh you're doing great like i really like your costume giving me praise like acknowledging the work I put into it or saying I look good or recognizing me. That's like a big one when they recognize it. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, this makes me feel so nice. Yeah, word. But And all those dudes looked exactly like... I think the thing that hurt my heart the most because <laughs> like I'm... I don't know. I have a hard time with like reality. Oh, do you? So I was like, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin wants to take a picture with me. Yay. <laughs> and it was fucking... Uh, mankind, mm-hmm. who was like, oh, I don't mean, uh, yeah, whatever, kid, fine. Like, and in my, and it's obviously not Mick Foley, but Mick Foley being one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, Mick Foley rejected me. Mm-hmm. I'm sad now. But it's like, obviously not fucking Mick Foley, but I felt like I had been slighted by my heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ultimate Warriors, I don't give a fuck about. So I was like, <laughs> But, yeah, so that was, I, I ruined their day before it even started. Yeah. Remember the time, this was last year, I did Honey Badger the year before. So yeah, last year, remember the ketchup incident? Oh, yeah. Oh, that that was, was a freak that accident. Was that was, like, the perfect, like, the planets aligned for that to happen. Yeah, I was, we were just kind of standing there. We were trying to, like, figure out, like, what we wanted to do. I think maybe a friend of ours was getting, like, coffee or something, and we were waiting for them. And me and Damien, like, feel something wet hit us. Yeah. And then I had just, all I felt was it on my leg, I think. Because I had, like, I my felt, legs uh, were bare. I felt on the back of my knees because I had shorts on. Yeah. I thought somebody, I thought it was either, like, the air conditioning kicked on or because it was cold and wet. So I was like, yeah. what the? F-? And it, it turns out that somebody had stepped on a ketchup packet. But I didn't know this until, like, either you saw it or someone else saw it. But my ass was covered in ketchup. And I was dressed as Pikachu. Like, I had a dress on. Yellow dress, yeah. And it was yellow. And. I was like, oh, God. Like, I didn't bring extra clothes. I didn't bring pants. So, it was like, I either have to walk around with red shit all over my ass all day. And then we had just gotten there. Like, we were there for two hours. So, it's like, my whole cosplay is ruined. Yeah. And I think it was John who was like, oh, it looks like you've had your peak of period. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him so much. Yeah. But, um... Luckily, um, we were standing by a Hudson News booth, mm-hmm. and 
they happened to have like toiletries there and one of the things was a Tide pen. Yeah. So my fo- my poor friend Becky, God bless her, she like got down on her knees and was just like scraping the Tide for pen like 30, away. For like 35 minutes. Yeah, at, all, at my dress. And she got it off. Like it was almost seamless. I was so happy for yeah. her. But it was either that or I was going to have to like go through those like stands and try to find pants and try the to thing, find yeah, like the, clothes to wear for the rest of the day. The thing about that incident though is like that is, that's very you. Oh yeah. Wh- wherever I go, there's a possibility of like, like chaos happening. That happened and there was a moment where I was in like, oh, poor Jackie. But then in the back <laughs> of my mind, there was something where it's like, and all is right with the world. Everything, <laughs> everything is as it should be. Yes, the bad thing happened to her. It always happens, whether it's, like, me tripping or something happening. And I thought that, like, what had happened to you that day was going to be, like, the height of, like, nonsense. Because you had, like, left your your, your pass at home. I, yeah. But, no, it was me. It's always me. It always, the worst thing that always has no, to happen yeah. to me. That was another beautiful uh, event during the day where I forgot. I brought the wrong pass. I brought the wrong pass. Comic-Con. To Comic-Con. For the wrong day. For the wrong day. So I had to go back home and get it. I live in was the middle it, of it? fucking nowhere, so I had to get, like, somebody to come drive it to me. Needless to say, if Comic-Cons do return, I will be holding on to tickets. I, I, I learned. Was, I think Can it was I tell Becky. you something? You're, you're, I think you're, it was Becky. No, shush, You're discrediting shush, the fact shush, that shush, I... Don't, shush, I think it was That's Becky. the third time this podcast had to slap your hand away from me. I think it was Becky who says that she... Wants me to hold on to her ticket because she doesn't want to lose it. She knows that I'm responsible, so you are not gonna have the same treatment. Yeah, but you know what? You're though? not getting your ticket anymore. The thing is though that, that I find insulting and disgusting on your part <laughs> is that you're not you're not understanding. It's like I t- I'm telling you, I've learned from this experience. We have no proof so of that. So this time, I will check my phone. Fu- That's also I was I had a weird work schedule, so like. Any day off to me is like, oh, it's Saturday. So I took the Saturday pass. I'm telling you that I've learned. No, you don't get any of this now. <laughs> I've, learned, I've learned. I've grown. And also it's like Becky can want you to hold her pass all year long. Whatever she wants. Jackie, hold this for me. Hold my pass. Hold my illegal firearms. Whatever <laughs> she wants you to hold. But me, as your partner, I need you to know that I've gotten it together. Well, you'll never get the chance to prove that because we'll I buy the tickets in this relationship, don't I? Because you know I have a membership and I get first dibs, so you get to mooch off of that, so I hold your tickets. That's the only time I don't feel bad mooching is when I'm like, oh, Jackie's, yeah, she's getting in because she's gone to Comic-Con for like 37 Damien, years. Damien has like the easiest Comic-Con going experience because I'm just like, I'll buy the tickets and then I just text him, boo, I got the tickets, you good? Whatever. But then the he is, just magically goes to Comic-Con. I show up. No, no, no drama, no nothing. Okay, so the way things work is in every relationship, mm-hmm. there's a give and a take. Yeah. Right? I give a lot. So that's how I take. I'm just like... I give a lot, too. Thank what you, are you for talking the, about? Thank you for the Comic-Con tickets, Jackie. Thank you for doing the most infuriating thing you'll do this month, having to wait for these tickets, all of this. I appreciate Don't you. Don't belittle my I appreci- life. I appreciate you. Love you. See you at Comic-Con. Can't wait to see what you come up with this year for your cosplay. Anyway, conventions. We love so, to hate them. Um, we hate to love them. Right. So the other one that we've uh, started going to recently in the past, I would say, two years, right, is uh, one. it's quickly becoming one of our favorites, and that would be uh, Five Points Fest, hosted in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. 
That's a smaller one though. Put it's on, a toy. It's a toy convention. Yeah, it's put on by Clutter Magazine. Clutter. One time I went. We went to Beacon recently, and they said their uh, space was gonna be open. Like I specifically asked mm-hmm. if it was gonna be open that day. That day, the gallery, and they were like, "Yeah." And we rushed over there to like make the day we their got clothing, there. Yeah. And they weren't open. I'm just gonna put that out there. So if Clutter, uh, if anybody can get in contact with Clutter Gallery and tell them that we said that they're dirty fucking liars and crooked businessmen. Yeah. Pass that message along. We greatly appreciate it. But anyway, they host Five Points Fest. Yeah. That's which, a good one. It's a juicy one. It's a juicy It's con. good because um, I'm definitely exposed to more of the um, <clears throat> toy and figure collecting it's and like, I understand it a bit better. I was never really into it beyond, like, Funko Pops, and I'm kind of out of that now, but I didn't know, like, all the different types of um, uh, toys that people, like, created or collected, like, you know, vinyl and, like, kaiju, and, like, I think the one year they gave us, like, this cute little pamphlet where it, like, described all the different kinds of toys, and I was, like, reading it, and I felt, like, so educated. I was like, yes, I'm so smart now. So I think that's, we might have to clarify that for people listening that aren't like um too up on it but it's essentially a designer toy focused convention mm-hmm. where the difference between say like the one i initially went to toy and comic convention when i was 14 and something like this is uh designer toys are a scene that's been going on since probably the early 2000s it originated in uh, hong kong japan you know mm-hmm. a lot of asian countries is that they're toys that are uh, more directed towards adult collectors and they're sort of seen as more art pieces than actual action figures to be played with mm-hmm. and the driving force behind a lot of that scene is artists so it's artists bringing their particular vision or aesthetic to toy making yeah which is so that's what uh five points fest is focused mostly on yeah it's a lot smaller a small space where there's only like four aisles so you really get a more, um, you get to see everything. Yeah. Multiple times, if, yeah, if yeah. you want. And um, there are like artists, like a sort of smaller artist alley where people are selling like books mm-hmm. and comics yeah. and stuff like that. But it's not, that's not the focus. So if you're not into collecting or you're not into art in like toy form, this is probably not the little like convention for you. And at first, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go for the experience because, like, I'll try mostly anything once. And it's, like, nerdy. And I like art. So I was like, okay. But I really enjoyed it. Um, it's cool. Yeah. I think I bought a few stuff that first year, too. Yeah. Um, I remember last year we went with my friend Nick. And he wasn't in the building, like, three minutes before he, like, bought some Godzilla patch or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, that's always a good good time. Like I said, it's... I mean, me personally, it's one of my favorite conventions recently. I like the scale of it. I like that it's smaller and a little more intimate. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, again, like, we described it at the beginning, but New York Hong Kong is daunting. Like, it's aisles after aisles after aisles after aisles of just, like, people and booths and, like, overload, like, sensory overload. Yeah. Be, you know and what you could be, like, poor after being there for just an hour. You know what <laughs> New York Comic Con is like? It's like... It's like a time-release version of being in Penn Station during rush hour. Oh, yeah. That's you know what I mean? Like, Penn Station is, like, all at once. Yeah. Comic-Con is, like, by the end of the day, it's like, why do I feel like I've been in Penn Station for five hours? Yeah. So, Five Points Fest is quite nice in comparison. 
I believe the last one we went to, which was in 2019, they had a bit more like pin makers, which I yeah. like liked because I do like a pin. Although I've calmed down with that recently. Cause... But they put the pin people like in the yard. Yeah. That? They yeah. were like outside like That's dogs. Fine. Whatever. I still, I still appreciated it. Whatever. And it's funny because me and Nick worked at a uh, at an art store. And there were several people tabling that were that frequented our art stores. Yeah. So like the whole, t- not the whole time, but there were several times where we were just like, oh shit, I know that person. Turn around. Like give their back. Give the- Like you have to act like you know, you look past them. It's like somebody like running into like an ex at the supermarket. You have to pretend you don't know them. Mm-hmm. You don't see them. My back is to you. Oh, I didn't even see you there, bro. So like, yeah. you know, we did that a few times. That was fun avoiding people. I mean, you do that. I don't know anybody. <laughs> but you've, you've tabled though before, right? At Comic-Con. I think it was at Comic-Con. I was, That's exciting. How was that experience? It was fun. It was sexy. Um, <laughs> this was a long time Did you time have ago. like um, a table babe at your table? Or was it just I you like wearing babe. like a bikini? I was a table babe. Nice. I wore pasties. Oh. It was good. This was quite a few years ago. I was with an art collective, which shall remain nameless. Uh, because <laughs> of... I don't think it ended well. It was the most. Like. It was the most stress I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, that I went through for free because it was supposedly like an unpaid assistant gig. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Yeah, I tabled at Comic Con. It was a very cool experience because you obviously the first thing is you get to go there for free. Oh yeah, that's um, my dream. Like com- yeah, hell that's yeah. my dream is for someone to contact me and be like Jackie. Do you want to come to Comic-Con for free and just, like, one, enjoy it, but two, like, maybe cover a few panels? Like, that's my dream. Yeah. Like, if this podcast, if, like, more than, like, 15 people listen to it. So, the thing with this podcast, we need at least 1,000 people an episode to listen to it. So, it... I would be happy if, like, 100 people listen People need to tell their friends. Yeah. That's my dream. It's, like, I don't need, like, to earn, like, a shit ton of money or whatever, but I would just be so, like... My panties would drop if someone was just like, Jackie, I want your podcast to cover Comic-Con. Here's your So the implication batch. for that is that you would have sex with somebody for No, free no, too. no. I know it didn't come out right. But I mean, I'm not, why we're never going to get this dream. No shame, because no shame in your game. I would, I would have sex with anybody for free Comic-Con tickets. I'd let you have sex with uh, someone for free, free Comic-Con tickets as long as there was a Comic-Con ticket for me. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Ooh. I'll sell my body for... My pleasure. For Comic-Con tickets. And for Jackie's pleasure. Woo! How was, I, like, yeah. being at the table, like, did you have any story? It was exciting. At the time, I was seeing things through rose-colored glasses. I mean, obviously, I was appreciative that I was able to go, and the experience was cool. Hopefully, sometime in the future, I'll be able to... I was going to say have my own booth. That sounds a little bit ambitious, because booths are very expensive. It would be cool if I could, like, release a comic or a zine or something through some company and, like, they invite me to, like, do a signing. That's kind of the way oh, people cool. people get in is, like, I the homie like hookups. I feel like we could probably make, like, a small table at a smaller convention happen. Because there's always, like, we're talking about bigger ones in the tri-state area, but there are so oh, many yeah. smaller like, conventions that happen throughout the year, not just, like, prime yeah. convention season. My old college, Hofstra University, used to have a toy convention in their student center every yeah, year. Yeah, so I think that... If you continue to work on your art or, you know, like we continue to work on this podcast, 
I think that tabling at one of those kind of events is quite possible for you. Yeah. And I would be the best table babe. Not wearing pasties. You but... have to dress like Chun-Li. No. Now, I mean, I would dress up. Oh, my God. I would totally dress up. But, like, as a cosplayer. But I think I'd be very good at, like, manning down the booth. I think that now that I'm drawing digitally, the process goes a lot quicker. So, to produce something, whether it be, like, pins, a comic... I have an idea for like a, a zine, like an art zine that I'm, you know, want to do. <clears throat> That's definitely a possibility in the future. And anyway, to get back to it, at this time, yeah, tabling, I was seeing things through rose-colored glasses because now that I look back on it, everybody that I tabled with was such a better artist than me. You I mean, know that's I mean? subjective. No, at the time, I was, it was really, I was doing, I didn't know the direction I wanted to go. In. I didn't know who I was as an artist at the time, so I was kind of just all over the place. It was cool, though, that I was evil, even able to be included mm-hmm. among those people. Yeah. Everybody that knows this, me... This episode has gone so far beyond, like, the original premise, so it's like... But that's good, though. It evolved into, like, a BBW politics in cosplay. <laughs> like, this could be on NPR. Whatever. Anybody that's listening to this, you know who you, that you table with me, Damian Rivera. You know you're a better artist than me. You're probably a better artist than me now. Salute everybody... Tabling was awesome. I would love to table again. It's a good experience. Do you think It energizes you. Comic-Con energizes you as a creative. I think it energizes you as a creative and also as a non-creative. Also as a poor person. It's like I will be more poor when this is over. Yes, I've reached peak brokenness. What I was going to say is like even for people who are not producing and being creative, like for myself, like I'm not making comic books, I'm not writing or anything like that, but... When I leave Comic-Con, I'm just like, oh my god, I wish I was! Like, I have, like, so many ideas. I've seen such, like, so many visual things that make me just want to create. Yeah, it's definitely an experience where the sensory overload... At first, you're like, this is all too much, whatever. But then over time, you realize, like, oh, some of this did sort of, like, seep in. Yeah. You know? So, I think that that's one of the things I miss about Comic-Con. I always leave, like, not only with... bags full of books and shit that I want to read and I'm so excited about but also like for like a week after I'm just like oh I want to do that like yeah, I seriously no, like oh I want to be like a comic book writer I want to be this I want to be that and then like floods away but for like that week after I'm just like oh what if you know no it's definitely yeah it definitely energizes you that's why the big one, not the big one but San Diego Comic Con is one that at some point in my life I would like to travel to yeah, go there same same um I, again, Comic Con, uh, New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, super corporate. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still have this, but around the same time as Comic as uh, San Diego Comic Con, there was another convention called Trickster. Have you ever heard of this? No. Where it was a lot of indie artists would get together and they would have their own comic convention in like smaller art galleries, venues oh, around San Diego that sort of like ran parallel to San Diego Comic Con. Hmm. I don't know if that's still around, but. You know, it would be cool if there was something similar to that in New York. I think that there should be more venues for, you know, smaller artists to get their work recognized. But it's just so much harder because everything is surrounded by money and not so much, like, the love and passion of it. So it's yeah. like, oh, if we can't make money, then, like, we can't host these people and have this venue. And, oh, have I heard of you? How many followers do you have? Like, See, that's, yeah, it that's, all comes down yeah. to that. And it's like, these events should be about giving people a platform and not, like, building upon an already existing platform because if you have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of followers on instagram 
you might not need a convention or whatever, but somebody who maybe has like 5,000 followers, but like clearly has talent and yeah. is approaching something, they might need that table. They might need that platform. Yeah. I mean, so much of the art world is so fucking clicky, mm-hmm. you know, like any venue, even quote unquote, like independent level, like whether it's like street art places that exhibit or like pop culture places, it's like the same 40 people all year long, you know? True, true. There's a lot of people that we've seen like bounce from one convention to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be at Comic Con, then they'll be at Five Points Fest, and that's literally how they make their money. It's that they're selling online, but they're also just like tabling and traveling. Yeah. Honestly, like if I was a creative person and um I produced stuff and I had a following, I wouldn't mind like oh, we just have this truck and we're just going to travel to the next state and have the next table this weekend and meet people because it's also like a great way of networking. You never know who you're going to be sitting next to for the weekend on both sides, you know, and you get to collaborate with people maybe. You get to like learn new things. And I think that's also really fun about it. Like I'm more shy, so maybe I wouldn't get the full... um, benefits of it but like for someone like you who is an artist i feel like if you were just hopping from like one convention to the next you get to network so much and meet so many people like you not like you i think it would help like your art or like your plans for what you'd like to do yeah i think i'm definitely headed in that direction Um, if comic book conventions ever come back i mean they'll come back which was supposed to be what this episode was about they'll come back but how like like, just an example, today, uh, my friend sent me a text, or it was an Instagram post, and he was like, uh, FlameCon made an announcement, and, like, right now they're planning to go forward with it, but, you know, obviously they might have to cancel. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not going to happen. I know, but, like, <laughs> like, a part of me was like, oh, my God, that's exciting, like, they're being hopeful, mm-hmm. but a part of me was like, yeah, what's that going to look like? Because, personally, as much as I want to go back to Comic-Con and Five Points Fest or FlameCon... Well, I don't want to be trapped mm-hmm. in a space with hundreds of other people who can't even be trusted to like put deodorant on. Why am I like? There's a pandemic happening. Well, I think that FlameCon. FlameCon has gotten big. You well, you Flamecon also you is, have to, yeah. FlameCon is a, a convention for people who enjoy like anime, you know, comic books, all that stuff, independent artists, but it's geared more like towards a queer lens. So like wherever you fall on the spectrum of like queer whether it's gay lesbian trans etc etc it's more for you you know and i go there i don't really identify as those things but mm-hmm. i still i still enjoy it because i i like a lot of facets of yeah. the queer culture and i just like art and comic books in general that's one that i've you've i know you've gone several times that's one that i've always missed like i've never gone there and it's i've always been like oh shit i missed it this year like that's one that i still want to go to well if they have it this year you want to go <laughs> I'll, I'll go that's what i was going to say though is like i feel like you can have a uh, uh, flame con during the pandemic and you'll just have you'll have fabulous ppe's no, I, I wouldn't doubt, You're going to have like, people, like... People are going to make it work and, like, wear their masks It's going to be, like, part, Lady but... Gaga on steroids. And it's like, oh, bro, you have a fish tank on your head, a thing, drag queen, <laughs> fabulous. And they're like, no, this is my this is my, my mask. No, my protection. I, I, no, I'm not saying that people won't wear their mask. It's just, like, you know, people travel for these things. It's not just people from New York State or, like whatever coming it's like people from new jersey want to come people from pennsylvania want to come so already there is like red flags right there 
Then you're going to open it up to, it has to be like, what, 25% capacity. So it's not even going to be a lot of people. Right, which at that point they'll probably And end then up the losing. vendors are also traveling from where yeah. the fuck they live. Like, it's just too much of a risk. I mean, they'll probably end up losing money, too, to have yeah. to, like, rent out whatever the venue is. Yeah. I, I want to be hopeful, and I want to say that conventions are going to be returning. But in that same way, I feel like conventions have had to um, figure out, like, how do they continue to move forward without physically being in, like, a Jacob Javits Center or whatever. Mm. And a lot of conventions turn to having digital um, conventions. So they would host panels like through webcasts and you had to pay to have access to it and all this stuff. And I feel like maybe there'll be a point where it's like, oh, well, you know, maybe we never have to have real conventions again, especially because like they don't even think that we're going to get through this pandemic within the next like three years. Like it's still going to be around. It's still going to be a problem. Yeah. I mean, that'd be a shame. As much as I hate things. You hate things? Just as much as I hate things in general, crowds, whatever, it's like, I'll put it all aside for a comic book convention or whatever type of convention. I feel like if they come back, they'd obviously have to have less people. And that in itself is like putting them at like a loss because if it was up to them, they'd have people just like, It'd like be just walking yeah. like again back to back to back. Yeah. Because they, every year it's just more and more and more or, Right. Or what they would do they is... They would have to like, like cut it at least by half. They would probably... Yeah. Or they would have to pivot into... I mean, they've already gone to the point where it's like it's no longer a comic book convention or like a a you know art convention. It's now, especially for the bigger ones, it's essentially become a pop culture convention where it's like, why the fuck does Comedy Central have a booth? You know what I mean? It's that I mean, type of stuff. Yeah, South Park and stuff like that. So what they're gonna do, I feel like now is, or they're gonna have to pivot to the point where it's like, it's literally just gonna be a corporate show where it's like it's gonna be. Disney, it's gonna be Comedy Central. It's like it's just gonna be these big names. And that's that, like, like another thing that fucking pisses me off. Like Disney doesn't need to have a presence at Comic Con. Why? Disney has its own goddamn fucking convention called D twenty three, the yeah. D twenty three Expo, and they do it every year. They don't need to have Comic Con. All do these have that? big. Do they have that in Florida. Probably either. Or California. Either, probably either California. Or. So it's like all these bigger companies that take over Comic Con for like. The artists and the writers and the independent blah, blah blah, they don't fucking need to be there. Yeah. Like yeah, Marvel is like a staple of the you know comic book world, so obviously they're gonna have one. And Marvel is owned by D- Disney now, so it's like whoop de fucking do. They're still gonna be there in some capacity, but I feel like bigger. Like they don't need to be there. They don't need to be there. They didn't have to be there in the past. It just makes everything so commercial, and it's like people who. People go to com- conventions now, not because they have a love of comics. And, like, I'm not saying that you have to only read comic books to go to Comic-Con. Because, as we've established before, I don't read comics as much as, like, the next person does, mm-hmm. right? But I do love comics. I love graphic novels a bit more. I love manga a bit more. But, like, people who only know, like, of Superman because they've seen a Superman movie mm-hmm. will go for the experience. Yeah. And they'll take their, like, fucking five friends for the experience. But they don't truly like have a passion for it, and yeah. they're like not moving the the culture forward. They're just making it like this, like mass. Yeah, but movement. I don't know. I mean, because that I think I'm a pretty big proponent of like people being exposed to things that you love, or like if somebody saw like an X Men movie or something, and it like piqued their interest, and now it's like, oh, they want to get it. You know, they want to now 
Oh, let me go into a comic book shop. Let me see how... But that's not that's not the progression I'm talking about. The progression is I've seen a Superman movie. I've seen yeah, a I, Justice League movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I want to go to Comic-Con. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, about. that's fine. Not people yeah. who are like, oh, I want to educate myself. I want to read all the comics. I want to like do... It's like, no. It's like, oh, it's a big event happening in New York City. Everybody else seems to want to go. Yeah, it's I just, want to go. Just, it's just, or, oh, uh, I love—I uh, really love The Walking Dead because that became like a big thing. Well, okay, that's what I was gonna say. Is like I, because that's like you said, that's been the big thing for years. Is like The Walking Dead. I can let that slide because it was a comic book. It's it's a creator-owned property. Kirkman and whoever the fuck the other guy is, they're probably millionaires by now yeah, off of Walking obviously. Dead. So it's like fine because that is a success story. It's like that's every artist's dream. I'm gonna own this property. It's gonna blow up me the fucking be fucking huge. What I think is weird when it's like, why is there a Fast and Furious 7 panel happening at Comic-Con? Or like, why the fuck are we talking about Mission Impossible 6? Like, I, why, that, that to me is like, we don't really need this here. Yeah, I think, I think that happens because I think Hollywood, they don't have their own thing. So they've like weaseled their way yeah, into right. Comic-Con. Like, like if there was a convention that solely dealt with film, I think that comic-con wouldn't be inundated with all this bullshit like it would be about what it was sort of originally about yeah but because it's like oh well mission impossible isn't necessarily a comic book and or sci-fi and or whatever we could pay for the time you know of course yeah but i think that if they had their own thing i think that would i mean they have film festivals but again that's like for elitists like you you and i can't go to the fucking sundance film festival no you know Nope. You and I can barely get into Comic Con. One last convention that I want to talk about. I know we're kind of running over. What's new? You've, <laughs> you've never been to this, but I actually had to go for work in 2019, relatively close to when, like right before shit got hot in New York City. Hot, 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 hot. There's a convention called Fanfare. It's in. It's at the High School of Art and Design, which is a pretty big mm-hmm. art school here in New York City. I know I talk about. You know, like Comic Con being inspired and all this stuff, but this one is truly—it's—it's—it sort of drives me in a different way, and it was very beautiful because it's—it's it's all put on by students. I remember that. So all the work is is produced by students, and it's like you know these between thirteen and seventeen year old kids making their own stuff. They're all really fucking talented kids that go there. Yeah. Um, when you first walk in to the high school itself, they have a little art gallery. Mm. So I, I remember going in. It was dark, and I asked somebody, I was like, am I allowed to, to come in here? And at the time, there was only fanfare going on, so mm-hmm. I was like in this building. She's like, oh, yeah, we love to, you know, the lady that's watching the front desk, we, we love showing off our our students' work. Turns a lot on for me. I walk in, and it's like my mind, just from the artwork in the gallery alone, my mind was fucking blown. Mm-hmm. It was insane to see kids that young at that level, like already doing animation, already doing like crazy character designs like yeah. this professional looking work like i could see this being you know used for somewhere like jackie's home dreamworks animation no. <laughs> um, you know so that was like already it was like oh that preps you for for this convention you go upstairs and just to see these kids the stuff that they're able to produce yeah the drive that they have the talent that they have that to me is more I think, inspiring i think that comic-con or the company that like runs them whether it's like breed pop or whatever i think that they do a disservice to like new york city where Damn, no like pretty. because they always come here and they want to like they want you to come to experience like new york city like as somebody who, who might not live there you want to come here this is where everything's gonna happen whatever whatever they make 
like merchandise that like represents New York City. Like remember like the last time we were there and mm-hmm. they had like the subway rats with pizza and like they want to like sell you this idea of like New York City comic books, artists, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that they tap into everything that New York City has to offer. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I was a part of Read Pop, I would want to have an area maybe that's like sort of like Artist Alley, but where we only host like New York City artists, students from the different, because there's a bunch of art schools in New York City, mm-hmm. whether if it's FIT, Art and Design, we're hosting the top three artists from each of these art schools. They're going to have a table. Yeah. They should be doing more of that, mm-hmm. representing the city and, and whatever other cities that they operate in. Yeah. Because again, like they should be giving a platform like to people. And yes, I know that like tabling is expensive at these events. These conventions should also be representing more people, not just people who could afford a table or yeah. not for people who have like this notoriety. Well, that yeah, that's what I like about fanfare. It's like clearly all these kids that as good as they are, they're still like brand new. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're still like they haven't even reached full potential. They can probably outdraw out design. Definitely me. Probably like a lot of artists out there. And it's like you're like 15 kid. What are you fucking doing? You know? being amazing and um and we hope that you I, yeah are able to you know make it I, to a convention one day or whatever your heart dreams about doing i think if anybody that li- that's listening to this is in uh driving distance of new york it, in driving distance of new york or if you're in new york city the next time fanfare goes up you should definitely check yeah. that out did i tell you a, a child thought that i stole from them when i went i was yeah, like looking me, yeah i was like looking at some kid's table and they had like some stickers or whatever. Took a card, mm-hmm. and it was like this like little like wimpy kid, mm-hmm. blue hair, like dressed yeah. like Sora from Kingdom Hearts. And I was like looking for stuff. And I took a business card. And as I'm walking away, this little kid goes, "Sir, sir, that's three dollars." It's like what? Like I was like, I have this thing of like, like I I steal, but don't accuse me of stealing. <laughs> How dare you? And also, I didn't steal from. I'm not gonna steal from a child. Would you? No. Okay, you waste so, from a child. So this this kid's like, it's three dollars, sir. As I'm I'm already like all, all the way. So it's like now I'm turning. I'm like, what the fuck? Everybody thinks I'm stealing from this kid, mm-hmm. this anime baby. <laughs> I was like, what? Like I'm, I'm I. He's like, it's three dollars. I was like, oh, this okay. And I went to put the business card back. It goes to me. Oh, I thought you took a sticker. I was like, you caught you. <laughs> How dare you! Steal his gift, his not his gift card, his his uh business his business card. card. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I thought you took a, I thought you took. Now a you should give you a like, sticker for free. All this goddamn commotion you're causing, <laughs> goddamn commotion that you're causing right here. Everybody thinks I'm stealing. You're a thief. You the have only, a thief's face. Yeah. Face. I mean, always. The only criticism I would have to uh, have of that convention is like, it's funny. I'd I'd be interested to see the waves as the years go by, because when I when I was there, when I had the table there for work. It was clear that everybody was on the Steven Universe tip. Like, everybody had Rebecca Sugar-like artwork. As they should be. But it's just interesting to be like, all right, five years from now. And obviously, okay, they graduate from high school. They go, if they choose to go to a an art college, an art school, how that college would just break them so that they no longer dra- uh, draw like Rebecca Sugar. And to see the waves, like, what's it going to be five years from now? What's going to be the hot show or, like, the hot... Uh, 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 pop culture thing that like informs their artwork. This I stuff is very good. Steven Universe. I know you do. 
<laughs> and the stuff is very I good. I still haven't gotten over Steven Universe being um, over, and, but yeah, over. that that's another episode. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just funny because, you know, once you get to college, there's that saying that a lot of people that go to art school say. It's like you could be the best kid in your high school, but then once you get to college, you're like the worst one at your college. And it's like a big fish, little pond scenario. Yeah, there's people that like blow past you, so I'd be interested to see how those kids go. But I digress. Very inspiring. If you're in New York, you should check out Fanfare and support real, like, you know, kids Up and doing coming. this shit. You know? yeah. Conventions. Conventions. Go to conventions in general. Get out of your fucking house. Yeah, you don't have to also, like, go there with, like, a shit ton of money because I know we mentioned, like, oh, they don't give out free stuff or whatever, but it's, like, there's there are free things if you're willing to, like, wait for them, look yeah. for them. There's also just, like, the experience of, like, being around people who, for the most part, are like you. They, yeah. They share your interests and... You know, artists want to talk to you for the most part. Um, Mm -hmm. And you get to meet other people sometimes. Like, you make friends there. Or you go to, like, meetups where it's like, oh, if you're dressed up as, I don't know, Spider-Man, come to our meetup. And we're going to have, like... Spider-Verse. A (laughs) Spider-Verse meeting. And, again, you make friends there. And I think that's what's really cool about conventions. It just brings people together. And I miss them because it's like now I just feel so alone in like my bubble of like nerddom with Damien because I know I don't feel like that sense of community. Yeah. Just once a year. I don't need it more than that. But just once a year. Yeah. Even if it was something as as small as like there was that guy that was also dressed up like Honey Badger and he wanted to take a picture with you because you're both dressed as the same character. Although mine was better. Yours was better. His was a little bit. He was, he was like the Walmart version. <laughs> or like that random person that like interviewed me. Oh yeah, you were on a YouTube show. Yeah, I don't remember show. what it was called, but it's like Captain Something. Yeah, they interviewed me. They asked me about like my cosplay and why I did it and how I did it and how long it took me and. Because the character that you were was like fresh. It was like a like a newish character. Um. Yeah, that design maybe. Um. That was Honey Badger. Uh. From um. X Men lore. Mm-hmm. Um. I did it. You also. I'm like. I know we're going over time. Say it. I did it like within a week, right before Comic Con, because for me, I always go. Oh, I don't think I'm gonna cosplay this year. Me. You play. And then I never yeah. get like inspired until like. Two weeks before, and then I'm like, I have to do it, and I just like put together like random nonsense to get it done. Like my like shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this. Like I bought those like foam visors that you buy at art supply stores. Yeah. And I made it out of foam <laughs> visors. And I caught glued together, and yeah. then put the like material over it. Nice. Yeah, you were your that costume was on point. Yeah, and I had and, the like fake scars that I made myself. Yeah, with the Krylon. Yeah. I don't know how long this has been going on as part of your costume, but as long as I've known you, I think this tradition should continue into the future of trying to work in your yellow fanny pack into the costume. Oh, yeah. That yellow fanny pack. We should end this this, uh, conventions podcast. We might have another episode about conventions later, but with tips and tricks. And as a female cosplayer, life is very hard when you're making your own cosplay and you don't have pockets. You know, or you don't want to ruin your cosplay by like having a book bag or some random purse that doesn't like go with whatever. Or like sometimes, like the year I was Bombshell Batwoman, I had a bat that I was carrying around all day. I didn't want to carry around bags. Mm-hmm. So whoever is with me usually like ends up having to help me. They're the handler. And that could be like annoying for them, I'm guessing. And then also for me, because I just want to have access to my stuff. Right. If you can find a way to either make your own pockets or... Or incorporate fucking fanny packs into your cosplay. Fucking do it. That's what you do. Because 
I for two years I was Honey Badger, and her outfit is mostly yellow. And then the year after that I was Detective Pikachu, and that fucking yellow obnoxious fanny pack that mm-hmm. I brought was like the answer to my prayers. It was just big enough for like wallet, keys, phone, chapstick. You're done. Yeah. And I just had it on my person at all times i didn't need anybody's help it kind of fit in with it best thing ever get yourself a fucking fanny pack next, for Comic-Con. yeah next time you cosplay you should go as um the monarch from venture brothers oh yes the monarch <laughs> i'll do that i'll do that either monarch or that guy uh from spider-man that's like made out of bees god <laughs> But yeah, that's that's my one uh tip for as a female cosplayer or any cosplayer. Yeah. Like if you don't want to ruin your look, find a way to either make your own pockets or incorporate like a sort of bag into your cosplay. Maybe the fanny pack didn't look amazing on me or whatever, but it still was so functional. It looked good. It worked in seamlessly. Yeah. At, last year I attached my Pikachu's tail to the fanny pack. <laughs> Yeah, so it was like a support system. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. Also hydrate. Bring your own snacks. Bring a snack. Because you're either going to wait online for like close to 45 minutes for food and it's not going to be that great. Yeah, you're going to pay like $17 for chicken Word. Um, What else? Another tip. Wear deodorant. Shoes, comfortable shoes. Comfortable shoes. Uh, Take breaks. Pee before. Try to, if you're a dude, this doesn't affect you, but... The bathrooms at the Jacob Javin Center, the lines are atrocious for the women's bathroom. So yeah, if you don't sense. have a if you don't have a good bladder, I, I suggest you just wear depends. Yeah, um, don't be too good to <laughs> don't, be, don't be too good to sit on the floor. Yeah, word. I there's always whole, I always pop a squat on the floor. There's a whole lot, a whole whether lot of or not, floor sitting. Whether or not I get up from the floor, that's another question. Yeah. I don't know so many things that like I didn't think twice about back in the day, like fucking yep. squatting on the floor, eating my fucking sandwich on the floor, yeah, like whatever. Now I'm just like, it's a pandemic. I'm not doing any of that. You'll probably yeah, because it was just like you walk around all day touching everything, and then you just like sit down on the floor to like eat a sandwich raw, like not even yeah. wash your hands. Yeah, that's I think the other thing we should say is like prepare to like get sick with like fifty percent chance. Oh yeah. They they go like, to they call it like the Comic Con cough or the convention flu or whatever. Get, yeah. You just, always get sick. Well not not so much me, but a lot of people do complain. It's just like so sore many throats, people fucking yeah. Just being gross. Like you're being gross and you don't even realize how gross you're being. Because like me and Damien like we're relatively like clean people. Like we we take showers, we're clean. But mm-hmm. it's like when you're at a convention like you don't realize like how much shit you're touching, how much people you're interacting with. Yeah. And then you're like, now I'm going to sit on this dusty ass floor and like fucking eat my Subway sandwich. Like, mm-hmm. what what are my thoughts? I don't know. So with that, we will leave you. We hope that conventions return one day. Victorious, strong. That has been our so, episode. Yeah. <laughs> In closing, we hope uh, conventions never go away. They're definitely a much needed source for uh, creativity, inspiration. It puts the gas in your tank. I hope to see more indie uh conventions such as five points fest popping up hopefully not big apple con that one's uh a... like we've done we've discussed it that's where we had our ren and stimpy incident yeah it's a giant garage sale so yeah that's what yeah definitely that's a great way to describe it actually it's a giant garage sale yeah but i love it because that's essentially like what kind of uh conventions were just like a bunch of gross uh men <laughs> being weird and like <laughs> awkward yeah so i i yeah you know future i hope definitely more indie ones spring up yeah and you can help us maybe get to go to more conventions yeah. if you listen 
and you subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Stitcher, wherever you love to listen to your pods, Tell you your should friends. subscribe to us. Tell your friends. Follow Damien. At Damien Rivera on Instagram. Yeah, and you can follow me. I mean, following me won't help us that much, but follow at Trash Bin Kids. That's important. That's Engage, save, like, bookmark our posts. Talk to us. We want to talk to you. We're lonely. We have no conventions that we've gone to go to. There's not going to be any in the near future. So talk to us. We want to listen and learn from you. Yeah, it's gotten so bad that what I'll do is I'll just dress up like Thor and just take the bus to the end of the line and then just come back just to be like, I went to Comic Con. Like to get the feeling of traveling. Yeah. To Comic Con, you know? So, yeah, follow us so that we don't have to do this anymore. What, the podcast? No, not the podcast. That you're not riding the like oh, bus the, all the, the way to the end of the line like, dressed up as Thor. No, no, no. Oh yeah, and you can follow me if you want to. You can see my puppies at Jackie versus World. That's me. And yeah, we love you guys. We missed you guys, and we're gonna keep coming in hot with the fresh content. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Love you. Love you.